In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, so question, what is your EQ? We hope that our listeners have read our postcard and taken the EQ test and know they are emotionally functioning to survive their day. Well, obviously, today we are talking about your emotional quotient, your EQ. And during this podcast, we are going to give you three specific tips to help you develop a strong and healthy EQ. We really want to get, we're trying to tease them because I, you know, to lean into this podcast. But first, before we dive into all of that, you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we'd like to rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And uh, after our podcast, we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And uh, make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Because I do follow us on Facebook <laughs> and Twitter. Well, did you take the EQ test that, that is on there? I did, in fact, and that was kind of interesting because I took, we have a, a long version and a short version, and I took the short version yesterday, which I know you did the other day, and it always makes, it makes us smile taking those tests because it goes way back. We've always, we love personality tests. Yes, we do. And, and taking different ones, we've probably taken, I don't know how many we've taken, and, and always, and it's interesting because you generally get the same results, it's just a different slant to it. Yes. But I, our personalities haven't changed. Well, it, it, what's so funny is that yesterday as you were taking the test, all of a sudden I look over and I see you giggling, which we were just talking about your EQ. When you see someone smile, when you see someone laugh, you can't help but want to know what they're laughing at. And it makes you smile. It's just a part of that's just so contagious. And um, as I looked over and you were giggling, I'm like, what? What are you reading? And taking a test. Why are you laughing? (laughs) Sure enough, you were taking the test and you were just about ready to ask me what are the questions on the test. And that is so your personality. I can't take a personality test alone. I have to have input. And it's like every time I take a test, you're generally with me. And I'm like, okay, so do you think I'm independent? Do you think I'm? And so I think the question that had stumped me was, are you energetic? And I and I tend to over-rationalize going, okay, well, most of the time I'm very energetic. But then sometimes, so how do I really answer that question? And, um, and when I told you, I, I'm like, I'm pondering this question and of course you had to mock me which I'm so okay with but you said okay when you took the test you were actually I I think talking to me on the phone and so you're multitasking and you were just clicking away which is so your temperament because you just do it fast and click and go through I have to ponder it and think about it before I make a decision so we were just laughing just in our different styles but the interesting thing is we both scored 
high on our EQ. We had the exact same score. Yes, the exact same score, and we had the exact same weaknesses, which um, we probably shouldn't tell people our weaknesses, but we, we, we have a tendency that if, we, if we're not careful, we could be hostile and cynical. <laughs> Shocker. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I better really be careful with what I say because I never know if you're going to erupt on me, right? <laughs> I don't see the hostile and cynical in you, by the way. <laughs> well, it's so we we love talking about your EQ, your IQ, and of course we we really focus on the EQ because um, you know our, our IQ. I don't know if it's up close to one forty or not, but probably <laughs> probably. I don't even know what the numbers mean. How scary is that? <laughs> but if you have a high EQ, you are usually successfully interacting with others, and that helps you holistically just to be healthier as well. And there's so much information and so much to learn about this topic of EQ. And and every time we go in, I know we we read a book one time on EQ and we were talking about it all the time, but every time we go into doing even research on EQ or start talking about it, um, it, it really is amazing how important and how significant your EQ is and also how you can um, benefit and you can grow and you can develop your EQ. And that's what today we want people to walk away with three tips on how to develop their EQ. Well, and this EQ really does matter because so much of our life is spent um, on teams, whether it's uh, our working team, our coworkers, whether it's our family unit, whatever we do. And, and so much of life is how we interact with others and, and interact, you know, just even using our body language, our expressions our, and, and our words and our, just our countenance, our whole personality. And, I, you know, one of the questions we were asking each other is, okay, is, can your EQ, are you just locked into how you are, your personality, or can you truly grow and develop your EQ? And we want to challenge you, you can develop and grow your EQ. It might not be a natural um, bend that you have, but you can totally do something about it to make you more personal and interactive with people. Um, We're passionate about this because we love to observe and connect Mm -hmm. with people and watch people. It's just so fun to sit back, whether you're an airport or a mall, and just watch people. You can almost read their personality just by how they're interacting with people. But it really does matter how we interact with people, our EQ, and the responses we get, and just in our communication. Well, and I think it's important as a parent, too, to be so aware of of EQs so you can teach your children. And, you know, even, I say a mom, but even uh, your team members, like you said, you can talk about this so they can start thinking this way. And especially as a mom, um, and we'll we'll develop how you can grow and develop your EQ in the, in the next few segments. But um, don't just look at it from how can I grow and develop my EQ, but how can I help others? Because it really does propel you in your teams. It propels you in your in your family, and just guiding your your children on the the most simplest things on how they respond to other people, and socially put them in those situations. We have a tendency as moms to focus so much on the IQ Mm -hmm. and we want them academically. How are they doing on their AIMS? How are they doing on their SAT? Which is funny because you and I both talked about when we did parent-teacher conferences, how they're over here telling you how your kid is doing academically and we're like, are they playing with other kids on the playground? <laughs> I just remember my daughter, Amy, who's very social. And she and she can be the drama queen. She'd go, I come home from school. I have no friends. Nobody likes me. And that broke my heart. So I remember going to the parent-teacher conference, which was like a week later. And I go, all right, Amy says that, you know, she's struggling with her relationships. How is she doing playing with the other kids? And she goes, I don't 
what your daughter's talking about. She's the most popular kid. She plays on the playground really well. Well, that's all I needed to hear. And because that was like my highlight of my parent-teacher conference, knowing that my daughter can play well with other kids. And that does matter to us because if you can't learn how to play well in the sandbox and on the playground, it you can't you can't really navigate through life and in your leadership. Right. Because people won't want to follow you and they won't want to listen to what you have to say. Well, and that's why I struggle even with, you know, these the prodigy children that, you know, like we have a 12-year-old here in Arizona that's going to ASU. The youngest freshman at ASU is 12 years old. And, and uh, you know, you hear that and you go, wow, that's amazing that a 12-year-old could take on classes that are at the university because we might not even be able to take on those classes. <laughs> I guarantee you I can't. <laughs> but... <laughs> Maybe I, there's envy in there. I don't know. <laughs> we would do well with the bowling. Yeah. You know, there's always bowling. <laughs> but I look at that because having my, my daughter just turned 11, and I go, I would not want her to be in those that socially interacting with kids at that age. So at what point do, do we put so much emphasis on the IQ that how are they – interacting with the, you know, you get together and study and you get together in your lab groups and you have these lab partners, you know, are you, and also looking from it, from the 18, 19, 20 year olds perspective, it's like, oh great. I get, I get the 12 year old from my lab partner. <laughs> Actually, if you want to do really well on the test, you probably want that 12 year old. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> probably not out partying with the rest of them yes, to be distracted yes. in that way. <laughs> Yes, which um, on a on a side note to that EQ of kids that are out partying, I just read where if you have teenagers going into the university and they get into the whole lifestyle of, of partying, you know, the binge partying, that their risk of becoming an alcoholic is so much higher. But if they go through school and they get past 21, which would be going into 22, and they're not the binge partier, their chances of becoming an alcoholic are um, like next to nothing. And I, I had never heard that before. That is so interesting. interesting. So if you can get your kid through college <laughs> without him partying like crazy, he's going to be better off in life. Good to know. Yes. Good to know. So let's, let's make sure that 12 year old can make it through without <laughs> a the lot of years. He has yes. to get through to yes. make it through the other side. <laughs> well, you know, um, on this whole EQ, we, we kind of were asking the question, is your EQ genetic or is it shaped by our experience? Or is it both? What do you think? Well, I think that a lot of it's genetic. I believe that more, the more extroverted you are, I think you have a higher EQ. But I think that there are a lot of introverts that um, maybe not might not be bent that way. That can definitely, um, and you know, and that's probably even um, a. a a skewed perspective because I am such a high extrovert. So I think, Oh, I, I can score higher on an EQ test, but there are a lot of introverts that listen better, that are more compassionate and are really taking in what the, what the person Mm -hmm. is saying. And that really is what your EQ is. It's how you're dealing with people and do they want to follow you? Mm -hmm. Are they they out to go wherever you're going to go? And then the, you, you become a leader in wherever, you know, whatever situation you're in. Well, this EQ really does matter. And as we go into our next three segments, we're going to each segment, we're going to talk about a different tip to helping you develop your EQ because it might not be a natural bend to you, but that doesn't mean you dismiss it and go, I don't have 
the EQ factor happening because you need to learn to develop and we all do. We all can get better at it. And I know even as we were researching and talking about all these different the tips that we're going to be sharing, um, we all can learn and grow and be aware. It, it, a lot of it is just being aware of how you're communicating to other people, how they may or maybe you're perceiving you or hearing from you. No, even uh, in, in an email. How we send emails. Sometimes we're so to the mm-hmm. point and there's no personality in an email. And that doesn't mean necessarily a personality because we can all learn to go, maybe I need to ease into an email and have a little personality before I go into some facts. So there's yes. always some things that we can learn and that we can tweak to just really enhance our interaction and, and how we it, relate with other people. So stay with us. We're talking about our EQ quotient. We have a test on our girlfriend at Facebook that you can take. And we're going to be talking with this is girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs sharing their stories of success. You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey together with the advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement into your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a bug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
welcome to back. <laughs> I was, was going to say welcome today, but I'll welcome you back first to Girlfriend at Radio. Today we are scratching the surface, just teasing you with some practical tips and challenging you to grow your EQ. In this next segment of our show, we are focusing on tip number one and helping you grow your EQ, which is smile. And we are big, big fans of smiling and smilers. And one reason it is the best attribute a person possesses. And people with a high EQ can't help but interact with others, which makes them smile and puts them in a happy place. Like we said earlier, a smile is so contagious. And I love it when you, like even you get see some of these YouTube videos where it's all it is is like a giggle of a baby. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like that. It just puts you in a happy place and you just, you can't help but giggle. You have no idea what you're giggling at. But it's just, <laughs> and, it, and if you walk in a room and people are have smiles on their face, you feel so much more accepted and at ease and like in a safe place, as opposed to if you walk in a room and everybody's kind of sitting there very stern and stoic. And it really does make a difference. That smile makes a difference. Well, even when we're speaking and you're looking out across the room, it is amazing because there are people that will be, you know, sitting there smiling and and kind of leaning in and nodding nodding their head. (laughs) And you all of a sudden you find yourself just speaking to them. It's like, it's a magnet. And then you look at other people, maybe it's just us in our speaking, you look at other people (laughs) and they kind of, you know, have that just, they're just listening. Deer in the headlight look. Yeah. And I'm always in awe and it makes me when I'm, when I am in the audience and someone's speaking, I try to be intentional about smiling. And be attentive and smiling because you know the difference it makes. Absolutely. It totally changes everything. And you feel like, oh, thank you. And I, and we generally go up and say, thank you for smiling because we noticed you, you stood out in the crowd and it, and it interesting how a smiling face really does stand out. Well, and it, it does, you know, this sounds very new agey, but it's that it, it, brings that synergy in a room when someone walks in a room and you know we as as a mom you can always you know feel that way at I always think of it at the dinner table because when you get kids in there and you you know if you have one that's smiling they're excited about their day and then you have you know others that are coming in mopey because they just respond differently in your own home than they do outside of the home Mm -hmm. but even teaching them your your smile sets the tone. Mm-hmm. The way with whatever you're showing on your face, it really does set the tone for the room. And it's the same thing when they go out into the world. You have you have to smile, even if that's where some aren't genetically bent to have that smile on their face because they're thinkers. Yes, and, and so, they get that intense, stern look, and they don't even realize that the eyebrows are yes. you know are bent in. And I I remember even like with my with my daughter. And when she would be grumpy or not having, you know, and I go, okay, I want to see a smile on your face and joy in your heart. And it's just something about just even putting a smile on that, just making yourself smile, even though you don't feel like it can change you and change those around you. And when it changes those around you, it, it feeds back on you and it changes you. Well, I know my, my husband's mom used to tell him smile. You need to smile more smile. So he, it really grinds on him when I'll tell my kids, you know, Patty. My mom used to do that all the time. It's so <laughs> annoying. And so I try to be more creative in how I say it, you know, like, oh, what's your happy thought today? <laughs> you know? And make them laugh or try to say something funny. And then when they do, then go, I love it when you smile. I love it when you smile when so-and-so walks in the room. So continue to compliment other people when they do smile because then that, that brings out the best in them. And they're like, oh, maybe I do need to do that. 
that more. Have you ever um, been aware of yourself? Like you're walking somewhere and I, sometimes I'll catch myself because I, I am aware of the difference a smile makes and I'll be walking somewhere and I'll realize I'm walking and I'm looking down and I'm deep in thought and I probably have a very serious look on my face and yes. I'll catch myself and I'll go, okay, look up and, and have a, like a pleasant look on your face. And it really does. It changes your whole attitude and just how people start responding to you as you pass them by as you're walking, whether it's in a mall or on the street or whatever. And so it really is, you'd really have to kind of be aware and catch yourself and go, okay, oh, yeah. I, I'm not really smiling right now. I've had neighbors ask my husband, was Patty okay this morning? Um, we'll be out walking or running. And if you're looking down or whatever, you're thinking about the thinking, pain. <laughs> unbelievable. I have to have a smile on my face, even when I'm working out because people are going to wonder if something's wrong with you. Yes. But yes. you really do have to be aware of how you're presenting your face out into the world. Well, and you know, smiling, I know this is like a side note, but it's like we were talking earlier last night, I went to hot yoga, which you know how much I, I don't like to sweat and then kind of more <laughs> on the hot flash thing. So I don't need any additional help in sweating, but, um, it's a group thing doing with my daughter-in-law, my daughter and a friend. And so we we walk in there and we're talking about this because you and me really are junior high most of the time because <laughs> you walk into a, a yoga room and the music is playing and it's the the lights are dimmed and well it's a hot yoga so it's very I mean just laying my mat out makes me sweat it's steamy yeah. oh yeah so I'm laying there and immediately I want us to start giggling and smiling and I look around and everybody is very serious about their their posture and about being in this class. And I just want to laugh and giggle, but nobody is doing that except for my daughter next to me. You could start a laughing yoga. I think, <laughs> I think we need to have a laughing yoga. I don't know if it's out there, but it would be, it would bring so much joy because I really do re enjoy it. It's very relaxing, but I, my daughter and I will just look at each other next to each other in our mats and just have that big smile. And it just changes everything. It's like, okay, I can keep going now yes. because I, I saw a smile and I look to my other side, and this woman is very intense and very serious and not giving any eye contact. Right, and don't I'm like, mess with her. She's well, I want to tap her and go, will you play with me right now? Can you play while we do hot yoga? I don't think she's going to be your giggling partner. I don't think she's going to do it. But I think we maybe have something on a smiling hot yoga, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> but it does make a difference. And it is a choice. It, it, it lets the sunshine in and gives others permission to smile, too, even though your yoga neighbor might not have been smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she appreciated my smile at that point. But, but it, it does communicate your personality and your mood. And, you know, you always hear that it takes more muscles to frown than to smile. And do you ever try that? Do you ever like, like relax your face and then smile? And I always think, no, I don't, I think it's better just being relaxed. I guess that's not a frown. Although a frown as, is really, so are we practicing our, our radio frown and our radio <laughs> smiles? <laughs> But I, I think it's interesting that when you smile, it actually releases endorphins. And, we and okay, all, that's a really big deal to you because you love to release endorphins. And so does Carrie, who's you know helping us behind the scenes. You both have this dialogue all the time about releasing your endorphins. And I wish, I, I don't know if it's because I'm not like amped up wired that I get, I don't feel that release, which I wish I did because then I would want it more. Right. And you guys totally are wired that way where you, you both love to run do, and do your, like carry to Zumba and, you Oh know, yeah. If you don't release those endorphins, it really can, you know, put you in a spot, gives you that. But 
when you do release endorphins, it actually gives your immunity system a boost. So when you think of that, smiling, I think I have a very healthy immune system because I do a lot of smile. We giggle a lot. Yes. We laugh a lot together and we do a lot of laughter. So that really is my exercise. Does that count as exercise for me? I think it does. Laughter really does. I'm going to claim it. It, it does produce endorphins and it burns calories. So it's all good if you're, if you're smiling. And that would be our, our one huge tip that we would want for our listeners to walk away with um, after this segment is we really want to challenge you to, to smile. Even if you're having to smile and you're walking around the house or if you're in the office. And it, it's funny, if you're in an office place and you put a smile on, just walk and see how many people you can um, have smile back at you, like how contagious it is, and walk through and get eye contact with everyone. And in sometimes they'll even come up to you and go, why are you having such a good day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you smiling about? And that's that's interesting too. But people are drawn to you when you smile, and it really is a magnet. So are you kind of saying that we have a cheesy challenge to, um, to challenge our listeners to go just smile, make yourself smile and walk into a room and smile. You know what? Even as cheesy as it, it may is feel. It is cheesy and it's so basic, but that's so funny because when we go out and we're speaking at conferences, we'll have women that will say, I'm, I'm real high scoring on my EQ or I'm high scoring on, you know, this particular test. And we'll look at them and think, not so much. <laughs> I, I, it's like, if, if you're smiling right now, I don't think your face knows it. You know, it's that, oh, okay. You have a very hidden, you yes. know, invisible smile. Yes. And so I, I really do think our world would be a better place. And I know, like you said, that's just, it sounds so cheesy, but if we would smile more and if we teach our children to, to smile more, I, I'm even telling my kids, you know, go up to your professor at, at the university or your teacher in the classroom and just smile and thank them. It's that whole being in that place of gratitude to thank every single person that is making a difference in your life. And that causes them to smile. That hires your, your EQ. When you are intentional with your day and you're thanking people, you're, you're thanking the Lord, you're, you have this, this attitude of gratitude, and it makes you smile. Well, and that's one of those things where you go, okay, I, if somebody takes the test, um, and they go, oh, I didn't score so high on my EQ. Maybe I'm stuck in that. I have a low EQ. And we want to, that's a myth because you can't, even a smile, even if all you did to help develop and grow your EQ is started to smile, that is a huge, huge thing. And even some, so many times we're talking about smiling physically, but it is smiling coming out in your words. Like, like we're talking about the emails earlier. Yes. You know, we did, we just got an email from somebody wanting some information from us for a, a speaking thing. And it was just like to the point, I need this, this, this from you instead of like, you know, our temperament would be, we are so excited to have you guys and to have girlfriend time and da da da. Maybe but she's said, not excited to have you. Maybe she's not. <laughs> well, you're coming with me. So it's a wee thing. Um, well, I, you know, and I can't fathom that people wouldn't want to have girlfriend time and have fun with us. <laughs> but you know what? That is so true. And and you've helped me because I have a tendency when I'm in my playful, you know, mode of doing work, I will send emails and it all it'll all be fun. But then when I'm trying to get things done, I will just shoot it and be very direct. And I need to because then people go, "Are you okay?" Yes, because it's like, okay, she's either all play or all work, and. It, 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 you even in an email, you have to 
be concerned about your EQ or be aware. So how, how is this, how are people going to perceive this? How is it being said? How's my personality coming out in this? And there's a time to have short to the point, but, but sometimes we don't always have to do that. We can just even be aware of our words, our countenance, our facial expressions, and just, it, it'll change us. It'll change those around us. And we really are about helping others be remarkable, especially in their leadership. And this is a great way to have people go, I want to be with you. I want to follow you. I want to listen to what you're saying. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Friday Night Cap Radio, 10 p.m. to midnight with Christy and Laura on Togginet.com. Broadcasting from their scrappy kitchen in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. They've got nothing better to do than riff with their favorite Brooklyn-based independent vendors, artists, bands, bartenders, foodies, weirdos, and news stories. Featuring the live studio audience. Betty Rehab and the Gay Boys. Sex and dating commentary with the impersonal. The unknown political masked man. And people who kind of know stuff. Stream on after your long week. Brooklyn's variety show of madcap intellectualism. Friday Nightcap Radio with Lauren Christie. 10 to midnight Eastern on Toginet.com. Radio like you've never seen. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political? Too nice to be real? Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending? Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Wooloo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are back and we are talking about our EQ, which is basically our, our emotional quotient this day. And we've been sharing some tips. And um, basically what this whole EQ thing is about is how well are you playing in the sandboxes of life and interacting with other people. And while we are only scratching the surface on this subject today on our show, we are going to be focusing on three practical tips 
that you can walk away with today to help you develop and grow your EQ. And we've already shared one, which was smile and smiling and the significance of that and the difference it can make. And our tip number two is listen. And listening, once again, it, this all sounds so basic, but it's so significant um, to, to hear these things again and to be reminded mm-hmm. of how significant they are, especially in raising your EQ and developing your EQ. But listening is so significant to any conversation and interaction with people, especially in a team setting. And there is so much research out on if we um, develop this in our teams, how much more progressive and how they would propel things and how much more profitable we would be. Because if you're listening, you're having effective communication and you don't have so much of the conflict. But your team can be your family, a group of friends, you know, or a work-related team. But when members of your team listen closely, you definitely have um, a dynamic and a unified team as you're moving forward. Well, you're talking about how we're, um, you know, we're talking about then the first tip was smile and the second tip is listen and how they may sound so basic but as we know people need to be reminded more than we need to be instructed Mm -hmm. so many times and so much of life is about just being reminded again and being aware and it's like we forget easy and it's like we may know certain things but we just forget and we get so caught up in the busyness of life and the daily routines and the ruts of life that we forget some of the basic things and this has been even helpful for us as we've been kind of researching and talking about this to be reminded again to smile more and to listen actively well it seems basic but listening is really um, it's, it's hard. It is. It is. A, it seems like a simple skill, but it's actually very complex, and you really have to master it because it it matters. And I know you and I really work on that because we have we have a tendency to you know to like to talk. That's why and we, we do have our ADD, radio show. so we have because we like to we can be easily distracted and we can multitask, and so every and everything is an option to us. So it's Absolutely. like I'm going to try that. I'm going to do that. So it's it is definitely a skill you have to master. So we've come up with just two names that that we know that we do that we are going to work on. So we're going to challenge our listeners to work on as well. And one of them is the eye darter. And helping us be better listeners. If if you're an eye daughter, darter, <laughs> when people are listening, it it's just... It's well, and you know what? It goes back to again, sometimes we are not objective with ourselves. We don't see things in ourselves. And I remember um, a few years ago, I, I have, you know, my good friend Michelle, um, apparently... When I was having conversations with her, I was not giving her eye contact. I was looking around her as I was talking. And so one day she just said, okay, I just have to say this in love. But when we have conversations, so many times you're not even looking at me. You're looking around at other things. And she goes, it really kind of devalues what we're saying. And I so appreciated her saying that because I really... I I was, it made me aware. And the next time I have conversations and then it made me realize I really am an eye darter. (laughs) I, I will be having a conversation and you know, I'm going to justify it right now. My eye dartingness, um, (laughs) because I don't want to miss anything. And I feel like, like I'm talking to somebody and if there's any, if I'm in a room or a place where there's a lot of activity, it's killer, man, because I want to see what's, what other people are doing or what's happening. But I really do care about the conversation I'm in. But in my lens, I can do both. Right. 
and you don't realize that, okay, by not looking at this person when I'm having a conversation, I'm communicating. Well, and I'm, I'm communicating so much yes. to them that I don't want to be communicating. And so that was, that was a very helpful uh, conversation because I, and I literally, sometimes I will have to go focus and to myself, focus, keep focusing on this person while you're, keep your eyes, don't look around because it is so tempting. I just want to look to see what I'm missing. Well, and, and that's good when you're saying to yourself, you know, focus. Cause I think we all, I have the eye darter tendency. I just was at a reunion and it's so funny because Ooh, that's a, that's a worst. Oh, it's the worst because you're locked into someone and you know, that, you know, there's so many people in so little oh, yeah. time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're, and you're like, you are the temperament. You have to work the entire room. Oh yes. I, I am a room worker. So I'm over here, you know, like you said, you want to be engaged in that person and they're, they're telling you their whole life story of what they've been doing. And you're like, that's nice, but I really want to go over there and talk to somebody else. So it's hard sometimes. And we, you know, let's face it. It's because we get self-absorbed and yes. we want what's fun for us. And you're not really concerned about that other person, which is really, really sad to say. And that's why listening is a huge skill. Well, And, and if complex. you're not careful with your eye dartingness and, and being really engaged, you can really get caught. I remember one time um, I was at a place and, an, and this lady was telling me this story and it was kind of getting long and detailed. And I, I, I apparently was checking out and <laughs> what she was telling me was about this illness and how she broke her leg and the horrificness of that. So when she got done talking because I had not engaged, I said, Oh, that's so nice. And she looked at me and she goes, no, it wasn't nice. It hurt. And then I realized I was mortified because I realized I had not been listening to that conversation. She was telling me about this horrific pain and that really woke me up to go, okay, you have got to listen. Better. Okay. No, I, I can top that one. You and, can? You, and you know, you were there for this one. <laughs> We are in a conference call and I am I dealing this. with babies. I'm picking up my you know, little one. I'm changing a diaper. And we are talking to like this guy that we have done a contract with. So basically he's our boss. Yeah. And he is pouring out this story. And he's on, and, a, he's on a personal level communicating yes, with us. And he's telling us the story about this woman. And I, you know, I can't even tell you what it was. <laughs> I know it wasn't good, but I laughed at. Well, and I could tell in the conversations where two places that he's breaking down. He's very emotional about this. This really matters. And he felt bad about something. And he, he, he somehow put in there, can you believe it? And I went, no. And I laughed. And you started laughing. And I remember going, no, don't laugh. This is not the laughter button. (laughs) So um, anyway, I had to apologize about that later. And that's what happens when you multitask. But that's why I like what you said, you know, you have to focus. And Sometimes you even have to repeat back what they're saying so you can stay so focused. I know um, I love to hear about politics and I love to get in discussions about politics, but when you have other things going on in your mind, you know, sometimes my husband will go there, especially right now with a campaign going on. And I literally had to repeat back everything he was saying in my mind so I could stay focused because some of it. It's easy to wander. Yes. Some of it wasn't as the details I, I, I wasn't concerned with. Yes. And it really does help you when you, you learn from them. If mm-hmm. you can repeat in your head, you know, wh- exactly what they're saying and it does help you to stay focused. But our other thing, our, our little tip for how to be a skilled listener, we have the eye darter, don't be an eye darter. And then we have the interrupter and we, because we interrupt each other so much, <laughs> 
that it's hard then it carries into other part of our social life and other part of our teams and um because we don't find it rude and we can listen to each other because we have two ears so when we're talking at the same time we can also listen and that skill then (laughs) of being able to talk at the same time kind of flows into other parts of our life. So we have to really be intentional not to be I'm trying to really behave right now and not interrupt you as you're saying (laughs) because I want to jump in. So I'm really trying to be polite. But this is so hard. Again, the eye darter was really hard for me too. And I really have a challenge with this active listening, don't I? Um, But this whole interrupting thing, just even the other day, my daughter said, mom, do you realize how many times you interrupt somebody in their conversation. And I, you know what it is? I'm justifying again. I get excited and I want to, you know, I'm excited about what they're saying and I want to validate that. And I want, and then I also have some words of wisdom. I feel like (laughs) I need to impart, but it is so hard to get lost in that. And especially, well, I remember one time when we were doing, um, we were doing a TV segment with a good friend and it was our very first time. And so we were trying to be very polite and sit there and listen to our friend as she's doing the interview or viewing. And after the show, she said, I was waiting for you to interrupt me yeah. like you had something to say. And we thought we were being very polite and, and, but according, yeah, according to when you're doing an interview, they want you to initiate more and, and jump in. And so after that, we, she was probably sorry she said that to us because the next, the <laughs> yes. next times we were on her show with her, we were, you know, jumping in, but it's finding that balance because you, you don't want to have a, a lull in the conversation, but where you truly are doing that active listening. And yes. I've learned a lot from you. Um, about active listening, I must say. Hmm. Um, Tell us more about yeah, this. Of course, you want to hear about this part, huh? <laughs> I mean, really focus the segment yeah, on this please, part. Please focus. Um, you really have taught me a lot about the active listening and about uh, just even repeating. So when somebody's saying something, you would you go, so this is what I'm hearing you say. Hmm. As you're repeating part of the conversation, so you walk away with clarity, and there's not this, I'm assuming this is what they meant. But And so many times we will leave conversations thinking we heard what they said, but maybe we totally missed it. But when you repeat it back to somebody, this is what I hear, hear you're saying, or let me repeat back to you what I think you just said. If we kind of clarify like that, it saves so much in a conversation and even going forward. And you've been really good in helping me with that. Well, especially when, when we're in meetings, you can actually see the breakdown in communication of what you might think that other people have um, heard. And so it, it's amazing when you do repeat, repeat back, okay, so we're walking away today with this is what I'm hearing you say, or this is what you're going to do. And just that simple skill of repeating back really does help with effective uh, communication. And so we we are going to leave this segment just knowing that the two things we're going to work on is we're not going to be the eye darter where someone's having a conversation with us and our eyes are darting all over the place because there might be something more fun happening somewhere else and the interrupter to actively listen and to know how significant it is in that interaction with people, to understand them, nod at the right time, don't laugh when they're breaking down and telling you a, a story that's, that's, really a good, effect, that's a good tip. really affected them. And that might even mean repeating it back to them and say, oh, this is what I'm hearing you say. Using their name is huge. When it's like, Lisa, I love it when you said X, Y, Z. Then it really makes that person lean in and go, they are... And great listeners earn respect. And I think that's a great tip to learn and to ask more questions than you answer. We'll be right back.
This is Girlfriended on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on DougieNet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to Girlfriended. We are wrapping up our dialogue of the significance of growing and developing your EQ. Basically, how you effectively interact with others and it's time you know drum roll for tip number three which we've teased our sound engineer with this so it's going to be so powerful and it's really going to change i know she's sitting on the edge of her seat right now she is and that tip number three is making others successful and this obviously this is our core value because we are all about rallying others to do the remarkable and so we believe so strongly in building other people up and energizing them and energizing their vision and our vision. And together, we really truly believe if you are developing others, encouraging others and really lifting them up, it changes families, it changes neighborhoods, communities, churches, and eventually we're out to change the world. So this is such a huge tip. And once again, it seems like a basic skill, but you really have to develop it because so many times, especially in our culture, we are bent towards being self-absorbed and just mm-hmm. we are successful and we don't really care about others' success. And especially you see this with women, even in their relationships, that some of those relationships get torn down simply 
out of jealousy, out of envy, and not building each other up and truly having each other's back. Well, we tend to com- com- compete instead of complete each other. And, you know, we're talking about this whole thing, and even, you know, we're going we're gonna to brag about Carrie, who's our, our sound engineer, but the whole team at TogiNet Radio, it's just they truly are about making their radio guests, and you feel that. It, it is a team approach Absolutely. to making each other successful, to have a successful station, to have a successful show, whatever it takes. And and it really, if we really are doing that, and like, and when you when you start interacting with people and you, you find healthy teams mm-hmm. and you know they really do want to help you become the best, and, and it makes all the difference because it really does energize you and empowers you to go, I can do it. Yes. I can go out there. And that's what we really want. So many people have been discouraged and disappointed in life and come from a wounded place. And they don't really believe that we, they can. And everybody has, has significance and a purpose and they matter and they have, they have a, a sphere of influence. So we want to really encourage each other, making each other successful. And by making others successful doesn't make you less successful. And I think that's kind of a myth. I, I agree. And I think finding that, that, positive core in someone, even when they're so negative and sometimes it's hard to go, okay, this person is so down. How do you get them to believe in themselves that they are courageous and they are capable and how do you energize them? And sometimes it can be a challenge, but every single person, you really can lift them up. And we, you know, we say this all the time, but you have to be other people's cheerleader, um, in life and have their back. So, how do we do that? How do we inspire others, motivate others? How do we help them become successful? I know, I know. Tell, tell me, Lise. <laughs> I think, first of all, you have to choose that you're going to be that way, that you're going to be that kind of a person that, that I'm going to encourage and motivate and esteem others. And, 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 and you know, if it costs me something, that's okay. But can you imagine what our our society and our culture would be like if everybody was looking out for everybody else, Mm -hmm. it would totally change everything because really so many of the solutions in our world, it's not going to be, it's not going to happen through government and politics. It really is on a grassroots level of individuals saying, I can choose to make a difference. I can choose to be positive, to lift somebody up, not to tear them down. And so I think it starts with, with, I'm going to, I'm deciding that I'm going to be this type of a person that will make others successful. Well, I, I heard a story one time where this couple was leaving, um, a, their friend's house at, from dinner. And as they walked out into the porch, it was raining. So they kind of stopped for a little bit going, okay, let's just wait here for the rain to die down before we make it to the car down the street. And as they stood they, there, they heard their friends just ripping them apart. And it, <laughs> it, it just blew them away mm-hmm. because here they thought, these are our best friends. They're, you know, they what a great in- time <laughs> we had. <laughs> and um, then they realized as, you know, after you hear that and you're totally destroyed and crushed, a lot of that comes from envy. It comes from the jealousy. I, mean, I know in Australia, they call it the, the tail poppy syndrome. The tall? The t- <laughs> <laughs> yes, or that. <laughs> And it's resenting each other's success. And many times when you're around someone that's critical, they sometimes it's because they really do love you. And just like Michelle telling you, hey, I, I say this in love, but you're an eye darter. Um, <laughs> that is a good thing. But when someone's just literally bringing you down and destroying you, a lot of times it is from that envy. And, you know, even going back to scripture in Romans twelve fifteen, it's like rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. But 
when you, everything in scripture talks about lifting that person up, lifting your brother up, um, being there for them. And if we really are wanting what's best for everyone, um, to use their giftedness that God has given them, that's really what being humble is. It's not being a doormat. It's lifting everybody else around you up. And if we just get back to the basics. Well, going back to that scripture, you know, weep with those who weep and rejoice. It is so much easier to weep with somebody because you can sympathize and Mm -hmm. and you feel with them in the moment. But it really is hard to rejoice when something really great happens to somebody. Mm -hmm. They get a promotion. They get a a significant life change. There's a part in our human nature. We hear that and we go, I'm so happy for you. And inside you're like, why isn't that happening to me? And and it's harder to really rejoice with other people, but we are told in scripture yeah. to do that. And so many times we don't rejoice with other people because when somebody's success or something really great is happening in their life, many times it's it's threatening to us. Yes. And we see that as a threat to my own happiness or my own, what, what I deserve. And we start playing those games going, well, I deserve that too. Why isn't that happening to me? So we get threatened by other people's successes. Mm -hmm. So once again, we have to choose to go, I am not going to be threatened. I'm going to be so excited for them and encourage them and celebrate with them because I would want them to do that with me. Exactly. And a couple tips on that. One, if you are praying for someone, you are genuinely praying for them, then you can't help but want what's best for them because you are lifting them up in prayer. And two, when you see great things in other people, you then, when you start your negative talk in your head, you start seeing the good things that God has given you and your giftedness in yourself. So when you see the negative in others, you're only going to see the negative in yourself. If you can really see that courageous, you know, positive, you're really lifting this person up, then you lift yourself up. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's just the way God created us. If we really are on the right track and we're treating people the way he wants us to loving Jesus and loving others, then we can't help but be successful in the way God wants us to be. And we're in his will and we get blessed and yada, 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 yada. And Jeremiah 29, 11, everything prospers. Wow. Good. I'm impressed with all that. <laughs> that was quite the trail. Um, and, but it's so true and it's so true. And it does go back to, you have to choose that and you have to start making that happen and start changing your heart and praying that God would change your heart and how you perceive other people and how you relate to them and how you do celebrate with them, their Mm -hmm. victories and not, um, you know, it's not a competition with other people. It truly is. How do we complete? So how do we come alongside of each other to go, I'm going to bring my giftedness to your giftedness and together we'll be better and we'll be stronger and our team will benefit our Mm -hmm. family cores will be stronger because we really are bringing our gifts to the table. Well, I thought it was interesting because when we were talking about the EQ and how to grow, how to develop it, that's obviously when you are basically you're leaning into people, you're smiling at them, you're listening to them and then you're building them up. And we thought, I wonder, can you be successful by being selfish and destroying other people? And one of the things that um, when we Googled that question, can you be successful? It was, yes, if you're a drug dealer. <laughs> and so, yeah. But by- then it goes back to what's the measurement of success. If success is money and, and kind of, you know, getting higher up in the pecking order, yes. But is it, it really, you know, bringing a positive change in people's lives and community? Not so well, much. And what your long-term goal is on exactly. that. Because if you're literally destroying others, 
um, yeah, you, it might be for short term, you might be successful, but in long term, when you're in prison, it might not be <laughs> your ideal success. Sooner or later, sooner or later, it catches up with you basically. Yes. And I think the challenge today in this, cause we, like I said, we've done the talking about your emotional IQ, EQ, and which is different than your IQ, which, yeah, I just kind of, <laughs> I kind of revealed my IQ right there. Um, <laughs> But the three tips we've given today is is smiling, um, list being more, a better active listener, and just starting with making others successful. And again, it, they're just reminders, and that we would go out today and and be aware of just how we are interacting and relating to other people, and that and, your EQ really does matter. Mm-hmm. And teach those around you how to better develop your your EQ. And there's a great quote: "Too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word." A listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. And that is just so true. You really can turn a life around just by leaning in. Well, and you know what? When it comes down, the bottom line is you are responsible for growing your own EQ. You can't project that into somebody else. If they need to help me, you need to take responsibility to going, what can I do this day to to improve and develop and grow my EQ so that my interactions with people, my leadership skills can Mm. be sharpened as I go forward in my sphere of influence and my daily interactions with people and just being aware of my own countenance, my own presence, my own active listening. And hopefully there were some tips, some things thrown out today. And we would love to hear more from our listeners, even on our girlfriend at Facebook. And um, we, we're going to be kind of putting some of our tweets out just to, as reminders and to creating that awareness and what it, what it can truly look like and the difference that it really can make. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it really does matter. And we really do need to get this right and not bury our head in the sand and say, you know, this is who I am and just settle for you know the status quo and, and not really developing our personalities. Well, and... In doing that, just as just a side note, and we're we're down to our our last thirty seconds, but um, even on Facebook and Twitter, we need to be very much aware how much we're using that as a mask, and get out there and be with people and and go to live life because so many times we're we're hiding behind our computer have screen. to face to face conversations yes and not be afraid of that so we can't practice these skills and we can't develop our eq and i think we're getting worse on that so thanks again for listening and joining us at girlfriend at radio you can connect with us on our facebook and our twitter and our site have a great day Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. 